John Sheezer, I'm here. Eric Marino. Eric. No, I gotta tell you about the Clippers. Sportsaholics, I gotta. Let's just hope this shit doesn't go viral. Sportsaholics. That's how you know it's official. It's me. It's Eric Marino, and we're having a good time. And we're getting to Marino and the She's, everybody. One is in New York. One is in Los Angeles. One is named She's, and the other is named me. Good to be here, She's. Together at last, and guys, again. Uh, well, I guess Munch. Thanks for coming on last week. I know it's a different style of interview, but uh, I was on the move. Eric saw the move, and you actually ran into Munch. Did you catch his uh, set at the New York Comedy Club? I know he was there, I think, yeah, Sunday night. He came by, actually, he came by to my room, O'Keefe's, this past Sunday. Remember, everyone, when you're in New York, if you want to do open mic comedy, come to 62 Court Street every Sunday night, 830 at uh, at O'Keefe's in Brooklyn. Uh, tell him Eric sent you. Well, I'll be there. Just tell me. Uh, tell him I sent you. <laughs> tell me that. Yeah, uh, I got my plug in early. Yeah, no, that's good. And um, I'm gonna be actually doing plugs November 16th. Maybe make sure I got that date right. Damn right, I did. November 16th. It's a Saturday. I'll be headlining at the Comedy Palace in San Diego. That's the northernmost comedy venue in san diego um, the capital of mexico san diego yes yes the most affluent uh financial city in the great country of mexico is san diego little known fact um it's completely oblivious to that but uh so she's it's been a couple days since we've had an episode sorry everybody i mean oh well we have an episode with munch i haven't been on the show but a lot of things have happened so she's why don't you tell me about how your chiefs are going to go undefeated why don't you tell me about that they're going to go out they're going to finish the season 12 and 0 or 11 and 0 whatever it is it just it doesn't matter people are it, here's the problem no defense people are hurt Mahomes is hurt high ankle sprain all that kind of stuff just no defense at all just I had to listen to the game this past weekend I was driving to Columbia Missouri so I was actually driving my dad opted to drive around the Arrowhead Stadium just to just be away from the mess which so I didn't actually see the stadium until after the game coming home from Columbia but just just painful to listen to on the radio it's just first down First down, first down. I mean, and Deshaun Watson, MVP-type caliber quarterback. You know, Russell Wilson, obviously, is, the I guess, the Vegas favorite at this moment as we're recording this um, on the 16th. Happy middle of October, everyone. Get your kids. The Ides of October, everyone. Beware the Ides of October. I'm just not worried. I was in Columbia. It was a family. It was a memorial for my Aunt Mary. Rest in peace. Amazing woman. Um, Guys, live every day to your fullest. I know that's very cliche, but uh, life is very, very short. Um, But Every day is a gift. Hug the ones that matter, everybody. Hug the ones that matter. 
and you don't have to answer every call that's you know ignore the ones that are just time consuming occasionally just throwing that out there too budget your time is what i'm saying uh, but afterwards we were everyone we were eating you know chatting catching up and there was a lot of chiefs talk at that it was a lot of my cousins family and everything and every a couple of them have season tickets and it was everyone was just like we don't have a defense and yes the sh- and watson is incredible but it was just first down first down I, it's the time of possession it's always 38 minutes to 22 so they just keep that's the new that's how you beat the chiefs you just keep mahomes off the field and uh when he's on the field he just i guess i guess this high ankle sprain might be a little more severe than they're letting on who knows i mean isn't isn't there a little bit of an argument to the fact that you know as as big of as a come out uh you know a coming out party as mahomes had last year in some ways the year before deshaun watson being injured it, it he was amazing but then got injured and that in some ways it's like you know i recently read an article that was sort of uh it was saying that maybe you know maybe if jimmy garoppolo hadn't gotten hurt we would be thinking about how san francisco and the 49ers were the breakout that, and, and they maybe they may have actually been the better team than the rams you know there's another thing you know it's like of, of course there's always a flavor of the month. There's always some a new style. You know, it's like we see what's happening with uh, with Lamar in, in Baltimore. You know, lots of lots of hype in the hype machine. But there is a point where Deshaun Watson was sort of. I mean, nobody's quite Mahomes because of the arm angles. But you see, but but being a uh, but being an MVP quarterback, national champion, maybe. he's a winner. I mean, he's proven he can win the tough games. Um, now, geez, I also saw an article saying that there was at least one suggestion that the thought was out. Someone put out the thought that, uh, hey, how about sitting sitting uh, Mahomes for a game, letting resting him, letting it heal properly instead of trying to force it? Like, you might take a step back, but for the greater good. What are your thoughts? I would say I have no idea who the backup quarterback even is off the top of my head right now you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen chiefs oh. fan john cheeser no idea who his backup quarterback yes yeah. meanwhile eric marino of patriot fan i could tell you that we just cut third string quarterback cody kessler today because i pay attention to my team yeah well i've been very very busy um i would say this i mean are you are you worried about denver are you worried about the chargers or the raiders the Raiders are right behind you in the law. They're you tied with you in the loss column. Uh, they're off this week, I believe. Correct, and because uh, they're sitting right behind you at three and two. That's you know they're one game that's away from being four. Yep. No, look, it's a slippery slope in the NFL. You know, three weeks later, you're trailing. I mean, I've seen the Chiefs make the playoffs with some crazy scenarios before, having to win out last six weeks of the year and. And it's starting to get cold in Kansas City, and it's not. It's the the summer is over, and it's starting that second half of the season where it gets really cold, and it's just as cold as the frozen tundra or fucking Buffalo. <laughs> so what? What are you guys now? You're six and zero, and it's just you six and zero. You and your old junior varsity quarterback are the only two undefeated teams left in the nfl as we record and we're loving every minute of it we are loving every minute of it and yes san francisco you're welcome for what we gave you you're welcome for that dude i'm still 
Sorry, I'm still digging around for the backup quarterback because I'm, I'm like, what is... Oh, no, you find that. No, no, let me just expound then on the Patriots. I'll tell you this. Uh, one of the one of the bigger things was it's like it's interesting how things twist. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Jets-Dallas game, but I'll tell you this. The New York Jets are now the best 1-4 team in the NFL. Uh, with Darnold, uh, we have a game coming up with them, not this week, but I think the week after the Patriots schedule. And I, I'm not taking it lightly. I'll not take that. I will not take Darnell nor the uh, the Baker Mayfield Browns lightly. Uh, we are one game at a time. We're on to Cleveland, I believe, and uh, that's uh, that's where we stand. Patriots, of course. Uh, we also uh, we suspended Michael Bennett uh, yesterday uh, for evidently having some uh, some fight with our uh, defensive line coach, the former uh, head coach of Arkansas, Bielema. 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 Is that the guy that? They had the motorcycle accident with his mistress. No, that was the old Louisville coach. Oh, that was uh, Petrino. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Bielema was like the fun-loving guy. He had, tried to have a reality show. and No, he's an, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and Bennett's the guy. That's the guy that got chased down by the cops in Vegas for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's- right, Bennett is also the brother of uh, Marcellus Bennett, who won with the Patriots as a as a as a as a tight end. Came back briefly last year, the year before, I want to say. Um, but and uh, um, you know, it's like, but it seems that with Jamie Collins and uh, it, there's been a change of scheme that they were expecting to be more of a three four a four three team, and it seems that they've gone the other way with a three four. Because of Jamie Collins, it's like they have they have four monster linemen, uh, linebackers, and uh, you know they're they're back. Uh, their uh, secondary is as good as anybody, and they're sort of calling themselves the defensive, naming themselves the boogeymen. And you certainly saw them rise up against uh, Daniel Jones, who is very good. I mean, I'll tell you this: both New York team here from New York. I'll tell you that the headlines are very kind to both Daniel Jones. And uh, Sam Donald. Well, Sam Donald's uh, well, still seventeen years old or something ridiculous. That's the other thing. Um, he's he's much young. I think he's like three years, four years younger than Mayfield. You know, maybe uh, that could totally be. I think he's even younger than Kyler Murray. Um, well, the interesting thing is, remember, it's like Donald started game one and they lost, and then they, you know, he got sick with mono, has been out, and they've lost all the other games. But there's this weird thing where the mono, the mono regression has strangely, they could have been one in four with him, but now they're one in four with him coming back. And there is a hope, and especially it was a very, it was a very convincing win that also now has Dallas Cowboys. As you know, the Chiefs and Cowboys had a down week. And uh, a lot of people are. There's a lot of people looking around. The Rams, the Rams, Cowboys, and uh, and Chiefs are kind of looking for answers. And things are. Whereas you see that, uh, I mean, it is impressive what uh, both the Saints and Carolina Panthers have done with their backup quarterbacks. I mean, granted, one is t- Teddy Bridgewater, but uh, you know, as we've been seeing all week, many people are uh, believing that uh, we have seen Cam Newton's last days as a Carolina Panther. Which is interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting because then you can totally see him going to Nashville and playing for the Titans next year as some sort. Now of- that's interesting as they've just benched they just benched Mar- uh, Marcus Mariota in turn of Tannehill. You, it'd be interesting to see if Cam Newton could get traded even before if sometime at the end of the month. It won't happen because that's not how the NFL typically works. But well, and the thing with Darnold, um, just because he looks like the typical bully. 
in every John Hughes movie that gets the goal. <laughs> um, don't hold that against him. Like I like he's going to be a good quarterback. Uh, and speaking of great quarterbacks, let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs backup quarterback Matt Moore. You you say who's Matt Moore? That's Oregon State's Matt Moore, the 35-year-old 12 years of NFL experience, six coming in at six foot three, two hundred and nineteen pounds. I feel like Matt Moore definitely played for the Detroit Lions. No, no, no. You're talking Give us Panthers, the, the Dolphins for six years. Yeah, the Dolphins. Yeah. I think I remember the Dolphins. And then he forgot to play. I guess he forgot his pads in twenty eighteen, didn't play anywhere. Um but yeah, so I'm sorry I didn't know that Matt Moore was the, the Chiefs. Well, I mean, and there's another thing. Like, I mean, it's like there's another place where you go. You're really telling me that Colin Kaepernick can't play backup for the Kansas City Chiefs with Matt Moore, you know, Court McCown, not Court Court (laughs) McCown. Josh McCown came out for the Jets. Has it been? Has he tried to play in the CFL? I mean, is that even on his? I don't think he does that. They, I mean, they made a big. There's been a big uh, article this week about how he has been. Last three years, he's been staying in shape and practicing five days a week, but he got little to no interest. Has he? Yep. I, no mean, I don't follow him on Instagram or Twitter. I mean, I guess if you followed him, surely he's posting like, "Oh, just going deep again." You know, just this uh, touchdown for for justice. It, I did see the Kaepernick guy get kicked out of the Trump rally in Minnesota last week, which was pretty hilarious. He was doing the th- pointing to the back of the jersey like he was on the the big screen at center court at every game and the guy turns around <laughs> big shout out to whatever in my case would be like a Jeff King Royals jersey He'd be like yeah Jeff King <laughs> but he was like yeah Kaepernick and I like, boo uh, that's, so that seemed pretty ridiculous but um, yeah I saw that his manager was just debunking some rumors things like that but uh yeah, I don't see him playing, but I don't really. Do you think he's get? I don't really think he's getting blacklisted. I just, I think it's something like more like you just you got to be a gear, you got to be a you know a spoke in the NFL gear, you know, and just. Oh no, he's blacklisted. I mean, it's like remember these are you know the NFL is thirty two owners. These are thirty two incredibly rich billionaires um you know who pay people to be millionaires that's how rich these you know and they all and everyone who owns a franchise or most of them uh you know have done it not from the business they're not i mean aside from a few families like say the rooney family in pittsburgh you know most of them uh, accrued their wealth doing something else and so are and it's like this is a play toy a you know this is their luxury yacht this is their this is their this is their beach house to anyone you know to, to us yes, uh, yes. And, and and there's a point where you go hey these are 32 individuals who have individual wants and needs it's like look antonio brown's never going back to the patriots because on his way out the door he decided to slam robert Kraft, who's the owner of the patriots and as much as we need a wide receiver and could use antonio brown on the field we don't need antonio brown in the locker room or anywhere around the robert Kraft family he clearly you know he burned that bridge uh and there was not a happy ending in, with robert Kraft in that situation uh <laughs> and i think it's one of those things 
where if you in fact and take take exactly Robert Kraft, it's like Robert Kraft who is a friend of Trump or whatever. And I'm not trying to get overly political, but you know that they glad hand each other at the very least. And it was like if the Patriots were to sign Kaepernick as a backup quarterback, like that's something where Trump would tweet about it, and it would become a lightning rod. Where Kaepernick in the Trump because of the Trump era and administration, no Patriot. Exactly, and I think it's like uh, impression. No, but it's one of those things where it's like I think each one of these 32 owners are individually looking at their market, Carolina, San Francisco, and they're just saying, hey, I don't need that headache here because it is a it's a public relations quagmire. It's a, you know, it's it's a, it's bringing in pig pen. There's going to be a mess and you're 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 you may be driving away loyal consumers. OK, and it's this is I think capitalism. That, but part of that mess is also I mean. It's, you can't really differentiate the two, but part part of the thing is this. You, he has to start. He, if he's sitting on the bench on your team, I, that's not that's not good enough for everybody. So you're going to constantly be getting hit with, now that I'm thinking about it, just why isn't Kaepernick, anytime a quarterback has two interceptions, oh, Kaepernick should be in the game, and you would just constantly be getting bombarded with that stuff if he wasn't I don't know started. if that's true. I mean, I think, I mean, it's like, look at Michael Vick. Michael Vick went to jail, but came back and said, and everyone's like, hey, he basically was going to hold a clipboard, which he did in Philadelphia, and then everyone deemed him a redeemed citizen uh, of the NFL and then went on to have a career and, and, and in that sense, never looked back. Um, you know, there weren't protests, whereas if Kaepernick comes back, we're going to again, you know, the NFL as an organization doesn't want anything to do with they don't want any cameras on players. Are they kneeling? Are they standing? Are they in the locker room? That was, a, you know, they want to move on from that. There's no there's no sort of there's no upside to that for them. Yeah, uh, the people who respect the people who respect Kaepernick aren't necessarily the demographic the NFL wants, and the people who are the demographic can be very vocal and you know, and that's like the squeaky the squeaky wheel is getting the grease, and they don't want like, hey, I don't want my backward ass racist fan base to get upset that this guy is protesting black kids getting shot by police, even though they are, and that is a problem. Because then all of a sudden it gets twisted where we're not supporting the troops. Yeah. Okay. Which which I found out the NFL charges the armed services for their appearances. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah, so that was interesting. I'm like, oh, okay. Support them so much. Just to give them a discount, though. Give them a discount. All right. Let's stay, let's stay sort of on politics, but sort of on sports. Cheezer, here's some breaking news. For the first time since 1933, there's going to be a World Series in Washington, D.C. What do you think about it? The Nationals swept through the Cardinals. Of course, they got rid of the Dodgers, as we know. <laughs> yeah, which at some point we'll talk with Mark Cassidy, diehard Dodgers fans. The two of us have gone to several games together over the years, um, plays with the Hill. How does it feel? How, what is it like in, uh, in Dodger Town right now? disbelief having gone to the first game of the nlds great you know they won it was awesome and just to watch it slowly erode and then okay game five they're up by two they bring in kershaw at the uh what was that the top of the seven two outs he strikes strikes the guy out great 
comes, they bring him back in, gives up the home bring run back. to Rendon, which was a great hit from Rendon. The ball was low and in, out of the zone, like not even close to a strike. Kind of had he golfed sh- it. Yes, exactly. Left center. Um, but then Soto just Barry Bonds the shit out of this ball, about hit it out of Chavez Ravine, lands probably in row HH or something, like just way up there in the outfield. Back to back pitches, consecutive pitches. By the time it was the time, by the time you realized you needed to not get him out, by the time you realized you get him out, he was it was too late. It was over. Okay, so then we go to Kelly and uh, who beat the Dodgers last year in their stadium. It just was. It was just. Don't bring in Kershaw. Bring in Kenna Maeda. Maeda is just aces out of the bullpen. They're on the radio now, they're like, well, should Maeda be the closer next year? No, he's he can start middle relief. He's just he's very versatile. There's some concerns about him being able to sustain like a routine of pitching three, possibly four consecutive days without doing damage um, to his arm. So more than likely starting rotation possibly middle relief but in this case he should have absolutely gone to Maeda um it's just constant second guessing of Dave Roberts moves which has been I mean that does happen like probably with every losing team manager but it's just some of the moves he makes it's just ridiculous just you but wouldn't you say they bought into a false narrative it's like look the Red Sox ended up winning last season with Chris Sale on the mound coming in relief but it also wasn't necessarily great. But sometimes it's like people sort of build, buy, buy into that old, like uh, the Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling, 2001 uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, but look, when they <laughs> but look. you know, it's like, but you also see how where Pedro Martinez trying to come back in for an inning of relief in 2004 almost blew up in the as, Red Sox face. Hey, look, as a Royals fan, Matt Harvey screaming. Um, oh man, what the hell is the Mets manager? I mean, uh, the little guy with the Charlie, not Charlie Manuel. Um, anyway, just at the 2015 World Series, just I'm going back into the game and him coming out with his Batman stuff, Gotham, and all this, and just getting lit up. And you know, so I benefited from the let's put the veteran guy in, but in this case, when Kershaw came in, it just felt wrong even though it's Clayton Kershaw but everyone knows like yeah it's 78 but it's not like it's not the old 78 and he's he's transitioning there isn't enough there isn't enough differential between the pitch speeds yeah he's transitioning into a Jamie Moyer Greg Maddox type of uh existence um but is he really the don maddenly of the dodgers in other words is it like when they, we close the book we'll be like well you know what the the kershaw dodgers never won they went to two you know what i mean it was an interesting thing that you know as you know i've been uh you know a friend of the show willie hunter has been visiting here in new york and i gotta tell you we saw when we saw them suddenly uh went with the the, the amazing turnaround uh, and, and losing game four, and all of a sudden it went to a game five, and you said, oh, my God, what do the what will the Dodgers do if they lose uh, in the first round, having just lost two World Series? I mean, there was a point where, you know, I would think that it, it, you could tell me she's could, but it was like it's it seemed like many people in Dodgers in Dodgerland just thought that it was a uh, – that they were already printing up the tickets for the World Series. They thought they were going. Yeah, no um – Todd Munson, who was on a couple episodes back, the um, BigRedFury.com, you know, 
I, I asked him, are you going to an LDS game? Well, he's like, no, we sold that ticket. We're going to go to the other ones. Just completely already had the lawn chair up, seat up, reaching into the cooler for the beer, just waiting to crack it for the NLCS. Like it was in the bag. The Nationals bullpen was so bad and horrible. Um, but, you know, Clay Kershaw's under contract. He's got uh, two more years, you know, with the Dodgers as of now. But I feel like he's, I, I mean, he's got a, I mean, does he go to the Rangers? Ah, shit. Now that I say it out loud, that makes perfect sense. Like at some point, because they got the. In the new Dome Stadium. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Clayton Kershaw has a Rangers. People, if you happen, you hear it here first, and the the psychic she's has said it. Well, it's just the air conditioning. He grew up in Highland Park. Um, Matthew Stafford's about ready to retire, so you know he he'll be moving back to Dallas. They can get the old guys together again. He can just really ride out into some sort of like Nolan Ryan type of existence. Did you just say Matthew Stafford? You mean the, <laughs> the yeah the Detroit Lions yeah, quarterback? They, yeah, they grew up together. They're they're best friends. Oh, I get you. They oh, I, oh, I see. I didn't I didn't get that connection. I thought you suddenly had a stroke. Yeah, no, they uh, Stafford and Kershaw grew up. Baseball, football, all that stuff playing together. Aha. Um, uh-huh. And so as he transitions into a, let's just use a Maddox, a Jamie Moyer. As he transitions into a Mike Maddox. A, four, a 43, a 46. If Kershaw, who I believe right now is 33, um, mm-hmm. you know, say he goes to Texas and pitches 12 more years. It, it uh He's got a real smooth delivery, and uh, he's one of the. He's a smart pitcher, but uh, it's you don't bring him in in the fucking eighth inning. You just go to Maeda, and we would be watching the Dodgers right now playing the Cardinals. Definitely not sweeping them because the Cardinals have the Dodgers number. But this was going to be the redemption year, and then that momentum was going to carry us into the World Series where we would beat the Astros and redeem ourselves from 2017. But no, none of that happened because uh, back-to-back home runs on two two pitches cut to... Consecutive. Just cut to Kershaw for 30 minutes in the dugout, no one touching him like he has leprosy. No one's even in the shot, and it was a wide shot, six, seven feet. <laughs> <laughs> he was in LA. All the teammates were in the valley. Eight one eight till they yes. die. Oh, Brody, you just, got it. Making Brody connections. Just, what? Clayton, what are you doing? No. And it is now the not the National League, but the Nationals League. Sheezer, the Nationals have taken over the entire league. Their first time this franchise goes to the uh, to the World Series, and I think that leaves. We were talking about it earlier. I think that leaves only the Seattle Mariners as the only team who hasn't appeared in the. Uh, in the uh, in the uh, in the fall classic, is I that, could be wrong. Is that uh, yeah? Because the Padres. So the former uh, Expos now have uh, sure. It's, and uh, Pedro shout out. He went with some uh, French immediately. Oh, I saw the bon chance. Yeah, he, Me, mes amis. There's been an odd amount of uh, whoever's in the produ- production trailer over there at TBS. Uh, they definitely try to find the guy in the Expos hat. I've noticed that a couple times. Oh, I saw a great, I saw a great Expos uh, old, uh, old, old uh, uniform top in the stands. That was, it was pretty great. It's also great that it is Bryce Harperless. You know, that's that's kind of wonderful. That is in a the, great point. 
Um, and the great addition by subtraction and a guy who, you know, I, I think there's almost no part of that story that I don't like where it's like he went to a rival team that didn't go to the playoffs, got eliminated right at the end. Plus, which he didn't get a max contract. He settled for less money. Like everything went wrong. And now his team's in the World Series with his former team that he was a, he was the franchise face of the team. And and now he sits he still sits at home with Philadelphia. Uh, well, enjoy that. Yeah, and uh, I did learn Zimmerman horrible at public speaking. I don't know if like why don't why don't these guys take classes? Just I I, I never understood when you have the mic and you've won an MVP. Some people do it and they, and they look great. Just don't just say it's for the fans. Like just say something like more personal, like. You helped us through something, even if it's yo Adrian. I did it. Stock, but just like something more than like this one's for you guys. It's like yeah, well, no shit. Like we're paying for everything, but like can you? This is our fucking city. Could you put some heart into it at least? You know, just mix it up. Give like one example, maybe of a game. Like today is the greatest day in the history of my life. Yeah, just but uh, yeah, Zimmerman. Just like I don't know how to put this into the word. Just it was. There was just horrible public. Horrible speeches. <laughs> That's the one thing they definitely they might have won the National League, but they'd lost in uh, any sort of competition with speeches and victory speeches uh, are concerned. Um, and it's okay. going to be a whole week until this World Series starts. We're only in we're, while while the Nationals have just swept the Cardinals, but we are only in uh, we have Game Four pending today. Uh, you know, as we're go. recording this right before the game, uh, so we don't know what happened in Game Four, and so that could go. This could go. I mean, it's it's two one as we stand recording right now. Could easily be two two by the end of tonight, uh, and that could go the distance. I mean, it, the the so, Nationals so, are going to take so, days off. Obviously, we're both rooting for the Astros, and the main concern now with the Nationals is that this te- the teams that have swept through um, are one and. Seven, I believe, in the World Series, um, which the Royals. It's pretty classic. I remember when the Red Sox, when the Red Sox faced the uh, the Rockies in uh, in in uh, 07, They had gone on that crazy 21-22 game, yeah. yeah, games winning streak. And sometimes that was the you know it's like you're hot, you're playing every day. Their pitching is like the pitching that you know in some ways you forgot about because there was no Bryce Harper. It made you think the team was less potent, but but with Strasburg, with Scherzer, and with Annabelle Sanchez, and remember uh, two of those. When you think about, it also it was like uh, Verlander, all those guys uh, Sanchez, no all three of those well, guys. Oh, I mean that was it was a crazy thing. Like watching the number of innings that both uh, that that the starters went in with no hit, no hit ball. Uh, in game one and two oh, was that, amazing. That's what was great. It was this past weekend. My dad comes had come in on Saturday. He's like, man, they almost had a no hitter. And I totally thought he was talking about the the game from Friday. I'm like, yeah, no, that was crazy. He was like, then he starts saying Scherzer. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Max Scherzer almost had him. sure. He's like, yeah, he took one like into seven and a third. I'm like, and then that and then it hit me. I'm like, wow, the Nationals are gonna gonna win. Uh, <laughs> which I'm happy. And they still had Strasburg and they, you know, it's like, and, and but here's something else that I, had, I couldn't help but thinking. It's like, look who's pitching well in the playoffs. It's Verlander. It's Scherzer. It's Annabelle Sanchez. Well, you know, what's interesting about those names. Well, they all, they all were on the Tigers lineup of the 2013 Detroit Tigers that, 
You know, and they actually, Scherzer and Annabelle Sanchez had done a similar thing to the Red Sox in, in that ALCS or ALDS, it might have been. I God, I can't remember. Uh, but, you know, that was that whole Poppy's got, you know, Poppy hitting that shot into the, uh, over Tory Hunter, putting, knocking Tory Hunter into the Red Sox bullpen to tie up the game. Uh, you know, the, it's one of those things where it makes me wonder about the, the Detroit Tigers franchise that in the last five years, it's like, they divested of they had these three pitchers and they had JD Martinez. You know, it's like it's thinking of what they could have been, or in some ways, maybe it's maybe it's only apropos because it's like remember the uh, the think of the teams, the Expos, who had never been to the World Series until now, and the old Seattle Mariners. Uh, you know, with the with the Griffey and Randy Johnson, and then they finally, you know, now you're saying the one team that has never been to the World Series is the Seattle Mariners, and they have tied for the best, most wins in a season. Interesting stuff. Interesting times. Jeez. Yeah, because yeah, that's right, because the Rangers, you know, they went back-to-back, back and then... Um, the Rays have already been. The Marlins have won twice. Yeah, yeah. And then the Astros... You know, the Diamondbacks have won. Up until 17. I don't think they had been until 17, right? The Astros? Who? That was That was them going... I think right, they got close in '86 because I was just right. It was a, uh, you know, it's a. Uh, it was interesting. I recently ran into a, a Mets fan who was like, he still hated the Astros from their National League days. It was very interesting <laughs> to see. It was like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That I was mean, an interesting thing in New York to run into people's like, no, I hate the Astros, but I hated them when I was a Mets fan. I don't really, I, I, I don't really care about the Yankees. I just still hate the Astros from '86. Fun. Yeah, I think that's all. I, for some reason, always hated the uh, Detroit Tigers from like 2003, mainly just because of Jeff Weaver, fucking Kid Rock punk ass looking, like just Kid Kid Rock, like identical twin. Uh, he was such a punk. He got Mike Sweeney, a devout Christian, to charge him on the mound. That's how big of an asshole this guy was. Um, but you had Dimitri Young. Um, that was before. I think that was the year before they got Cabrera. Actually, yeah, the year, yeah, because he was still on the Marlins then. But uh, yeah, no, it's weird. Uh, I mean, I guess that's why I consider myself a sportsaholic. And I'm going to segue that into my ball baseball of the week because I forgot to do one last episode. Is uh, baseball of the week with she's? I got a 2014. This is my newest edition. 2014, Brandon Finnegan. Um, autographed World Series baseball with an inscription two WS slash or no I'm sorry two WS one year and then it says TCU and KC because he pitched in the Carl <clears throat> excuse me College World Series with uh, TCU and then two three months later with the Royals in the World Series so wow that's amazing that's my uh, I'm s- starting to get into baseballs with inscriptions like that just like random i got one well never mind i'm gonna save that for another episode don't want to that's right don't uh, yeah, don't go don't through those get... cheese balls of the week yeah. cheese balls that's if you want to know more about cheese's balls guys follow us on instagram yeah they've got a <laughs> couple of them up there i've only got 99 left that i can go through and so um well oddly enough today in history if you're listening to this on the 16th of october uh Lionel Messi, at the age of 17, made his debut for Barcelona, which is has really no significance to me. But I, I'm assuming some of you like soccer because uh, you know it's 
younger listeners. I think the younger people like it more. I I blame FIFA on PlayStation. Isn't Messi the one that has the horrible? That there's a horrible like bronze bust of him, like that doesn't look like him at all. I think it might be no, Messi. no. I think that was uh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, but in 1968, this is the day that in Mexico City in the Olympics that uh, Tommy Smith and John Carlos uh, famously gave the Black Power salute on the uh, the 200 meter podium. With you the, can't see it, everyone, but I am raising my fist in 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 uh, solidarity. Maybe a train whistle. For so, oh, here you go for solidarity. <laughs> um, but really, I mean, that's the rest of the stuff is just oh the. Blue Jays lost it. The Phillies beat this person. You know, it's it's that time of the year. So that's, that's where we. Is that yeah. it's that time of year. Um, All right, she's. Well, I'd say that's it for the uh, say, for yeah, our yeah, midweek uh, sportsaholics. Thank you guys, everybody, for listening. Uh, until next, we meet. I'm Eric Reno. That's John Caesar, and this, as you know, is a train whistle. Stay obsessed. Oh, what a night. Oh, you